go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. This is Joe. Mike. All right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dig into a pet cemetery today. And uh, also, we're going to uh, do a little movie news and a couple of trailers and... All that good stuff. All that good shit. All right. Well, pet cemetery. <laughs> a family moves... They do? <laughs> Where do they move to? They move to... Uh, did they move to Derry, Maine? No. Ludlow. Okay. Which, every time I saw that name of the town, I kept thinking, let's go. Okay. I clicked on the wrong one. All right. So, um, yeah. So, Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife, Rachel, relocate from Boston to rural Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. When tragedy strikes... Lewis turns to his neighbor, Judd Crandall, setting off a perilous chain reaction that unleashes an unspeakable evil with horrific consequences. Pet Cemetery. 29. I almost said Part Deux, <laughs> but they already did a Pet Cemetery Part Deux <laughs> with Clancy Brown, which I don't think I've ever watched that sequel all the way through. Have you? No. I, I forgot that they even did it. Peter Travers says, I will. it will make you jump out of your seat, but what matters are the prov- provocations you take home and can't shake. That's the stuff of nightmares. There's one part that had me jump, and it was that fucking truck. It wasn't the one, the, the scene from the trailer that they already showed a million times, but right. it was another scene. Oh, it was when um the, when he was down in the basement, and he was walking through that. It looked like it was almost like a portal, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, the truck fucking was boom. That, it, that gave me a quick little startle. I thought I had seen that. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, uh, Common Sense Media says, coming 30 years after the original, the remake is effectively unsettling, focusing on the characters and their under- understandable emotions rather than an overt, on overt gore and effects. Uh, Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery was adapted for the screen in 89. This version is more Hollywood smooth. I don't know what Glenn Kenny means by that. A decent, if inessential, take on one of Stephen King's best novels, sometimes original, is better. That's it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh what it all boils down to for this film, well, I, I'm pretty sure for me and for you um, as well, is that not a bad overall film itself, but completely unnecessary. Yeah, it was completely unnecessary. Um, I wrote some stuff down. Oh, you got so notes? Let's, you let's got, start you got, doing this. You got notes. All right, so the story from the book. Um, Spoilers. No, oh, no. Why did they change the death from Gage to Ellie? Oh, just to do something different. Um, I, I I guarantee you, it's just to do something different from the original film from '89. And why is it? It's, it felt like they were just doing it because they didn't want to deal with a child like him dying, a smaller child, innocent, blah blah blah. But that's the whole point of the goddamn story. It's possible, but I mean, I mean, I think it would have been okay because I mean they they hinted at it pretty much at the end of the film, the way it ends anyway, with them surrounding the car. Right, but. Uh, kind so you, of. So you know he's fucked. I mean, <laughs> for lack of a better point, term. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Why? It's uh, more effective to have the have the him than oh, Ellie. I know it was. I I think I think they changed it just to change it. That that's that's pretty much the gist of it. That's what I think. I'll tell you what. I got a question. How they did a? How did they make that fucking kid make the faces that he made? Everyone, he was scared. The kid that played Gage. I don't know. That was fucking pretty good. Yeah. I wonder how many takes it took or whatever. Because you know when they're having doing scary shit around a kid in a film, they're not actually doing the scary shit to the kid. You know, it's you know they use another camera or whatever, you know, to make it look that way. Yeah, they, they have a stand-in or yeah, whatever. Yeah, movie magic, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, they changed the ending, obviously, when instead the, in, the entire family becomes zombies. I'm just going to say zombies. They're not zombies, but uh, fucking stupid. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> this movie, I, I kept laughing every time it showed the cat because the cat was just always pissed off. Like, the cat did never looked really that scary at all. It just looked like a regular fucking cat that was a little dirty. And so every time the camera, you know, the 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 the, mo- the, the camera would pan in on it, and and the music would get all you know, kind of shit, and then and then the cat, you know, the cat would start growling or something, or just you know, and it just, it just made me snicker every time. They killed off Judd's wife. Why? Judd is uh, yeah, you know, John Lithgow's character. John Lithgow's character. Um, and then they had that an entire unnecessary plot. Of now he's a piece of shit fucking molester or whatever. We know what you did, and you're gonna pay for it. I don't. Re- I did I miss something? Apparently, you missed something very important in the whole goddamn story. I guess so. Fuck, I don't. When Ellie went over and cut him. Yeah. And she changed into his wife. Oh. Oh, you didn't see that? No, I saw that, but it was um, I, that wasn't the, the gist I got from it. You didn't get the gist of when she said, now everybody will know what you did to her or what you did to me? She's talking about his wife, though, right? Yes. Okay. I th- well, you said child molester. I didn't say child molester. Oh, I thought you did. Okay. Ellie, in the book, Ellie hurts her knee. Gage gets stung by the bee. Mm-hmm. In the movie, Ellie gets stung by the bee and hurts her knee. Oh, you know what I think? Maybe it was referring to, what if he tried to bring his wife back as well? Yeah, again, I mean, it's, but there was no payoff. It doesn't, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seemed like um, for the movie, the movie did specific things to try to um, distance itself from the original film. You know, just to, like. Um, Why? Th- just so that it can't be too compared to, that's, I'm, you know what I mean? I, I'm on right. your side No, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that's why I keep. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna trying just, to think. Why yeah. is my thing? I'm trying to know? think of the, the understanding here of wh- how they why they did it the way they did. It. So they're like, oh well, let's grab something from the book that wasn't in the original film, right? But so then none they, of that stuff was in the book. So I mean, I'm talking about the sister, the the the, the sister with the the spinal. That bifida. was in the book. Yeah, I mean, they throw that in there. Spinal like, meningitis. Spinal. Yeah, I almost said bifida. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I was I'm thinking but, that, but that entire story, that yeah. entire plot was in yeah. the book. Yeah. But it seemed like they just grabbed something from the book so they could have something different in the movie that they would, you know, was from the book, but it still didn't fit in properly. Right. You know, um, Judd and Lewis. Okay, uh, Lewis is from. I mean, this is minor, but Lewis is from Boston. Is is from Chicago. Chicago. In the movie, he's from Boston. Um, th- again, that's a minor thing. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But Judd and Lewis become real good friends and Judd becomes almost like a father figure because Lewis had lost his father. Yeah. That is never played out in the movie. This it, it turns into they just become kind of friends. Yeah. It and just... then it, it turns into a rivalry, which makes no sense to mm-hmm. me. Judd introduces the pet cemetery. The kids weren't there. Yeah. So when you see the kids walking, you know, towards whatever. They're a little band, yeah. They, they, they didn't know about the pet cemetery until... Until Judd finds Church and says, "This is where the pet cemetery is." Yeah, and then they go to the real cemetery, not the, the, not something whatever this. In, oh, you mean the burial ground that's a hundred miles away? Yeah, <laughs> the the burial ground or the Indian burial ground. The, what's the Indian burial ground? I, is what I just, it is. Well, when watching the movie, I'm wondering, like, why is it taking forever for Jason Clark to say, 
where the fuck are we going? I mean, he does eventually, but I mean, it looks like they walk for miles and miles. I don't know. I mean, when someone says, hey, come follow me, and you're you're like, okay, and you follow, and then after a while, you go like, where the fuck are we going? Yeah. So me, that's that's normal. That's that's fine. I was okay with that. It was, I mean, but you're hearing these monsters in the background and, and all this shit, and he's like, okay, you need to fucking tell me what's going on, okay? No more steps, just... What the fuck is going right. on? Right. You know? Where the fuck are we going? Instead, no, let's keep going. Let's climb up these fucking ominous stairs and all this shit. <laughs> Anyways, so Judd is the one that introduces them to the pet cemetery, not the, and nothing more than that. They didn't even know it existed mm-hmm. until Judd, this is in the book, until Judd shows them. Yeah. Which is more horrific. They didn't know that this fucking place existed. It was even in their backyard, yeah. Yeah, and, and that in and of itself lends better credence to the movie than anything else than, than showing right at the right at the fucking beginning. So pretty much uh sometimes depth is better. Yeah. Um the whole Victor Pascal thing, I'll get into that later. Uh in the book, Halloween and Thanksgiving are are detailed out. Yeah. They you know, because Judd's wife has a fucking heart attack. Is it during Thanksgiving? It's either during Thanksgiving or Halloween, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And in in the movie, they're completely just crammed into a single scene. The Thanksgiving is not even mentioned, but the Halloween thing, yeah, and then the birthday party, right? Yeah. Um, this all takes place over about a year. This is how the book goes. Yeah, this seemed like in the movie, it's only a few weeks, if that. Yeah. Um, the original cemetery, which we talked about already, uh, the Timmy. Baderman uh, resurrection story, mm-hmm. which was briefly do- talked about. Oh God, it was like a it, it, which is important to the goddamn story. Yeah, I mean, dude, that that was one of the most memorable things from the original film for me was the story of that guy coming back and then you know he's creeping around outside eating dead body parts and shit. Yeah. Um. So after after all the events that happened, two months after. Yeah, I mean, like everything seemed like it happened within weeks, and it's always like summer there. Yeah, there, I mean, they were they were literally in Halloween, and it was and and it didn't even feel like Halloween. Maybe it was Indian summer, <laughs> <laughs> except there was no Indian summer in October. I don't. I just, it would have been funnier. Just just walk with me on this no. path. <laughs> no, walk walk by yourself on that path. Maybe it was a late Indian summer. Maybe maybe the the turkey didn't stick its head out and uh, see its shadow. Okay, okay. Please stop while you're ahead. Gage was killed, so in in the movie, might as well make it Ellie. They were having a fucking, they were having a fucking birthday party, and it's and it's summer out basically. Yeah, it's hot. Gage was killed in like February of the next year. Yeah, two months after everything that happened in Thanksgiving. Yeah, so December, January. So let's say January, two months. Uh, I say February because you you just go through the two months. Um, why was it so difficult for him to kill the cat with the medicine, which he you know in the movie? Yeah, when he does that on a normal on a normal basis any day. That it felt like one of those things that in the the film writer or maker's mind, it, their their own self justification is oh he just couldn't do it for to his kid's cat even though this. And, and, and but the, he's pragmatic about it. He is, he's very pragmatic. But he can't do it now because he's had yeah, his emotion. And, and I, I agree. It's bullshit. It's you know. I mean, he already sees that the, his daughter fucking hates it. Doesn't want it in the room anymore. Right. He, it's creeping him the fuck out. He knows it came back from the dead. So 
just end it. <laughs> yeah. But instead, it's like, oh, well, the cat can't leave, right? The cat's got to be part of the fucking movie, so let's keep it in. You know, so we use some stupid... Well, the cat you know, didn't die. In, well, he it died, but eventually. But um, my, my problem with the whole goddamn thing is, is that... Um, now, like I said, now he has some sort of weird issue. Yeah. Pass. He, in the book, he kills Gage with, the, with the medicine. That's right. Cause I, 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 I remember I've never read the book. I only saw the original movie and I remember he sticks him in the neck right. with it and he goes, Oh, not fair. Right. It was fucking good acting by that little kid, man. That was, he did a good fucking job with that. He was, cause he's so cute. He was like a little, like a real life Chucky. Right. <laughs> he reses, he resurrects Rachel. Yeah. Um, and he's visibly aged. Like his hair got white. Mm-hmm. So it, the the toll that it takes. So the the cemetery seems to take a toll on people. Yeah. So you're you're basically you're trading your life for one other person's life. Is what it seems like. It's like sucking your soul out. Right. Or something. Yeah. Because in the book he is visibly aged, where he has white hair. So. And in this one, you can see that his hair is getting gray. Mm-hmm. You could see that. But again, look. Even the college thing didn't fucking play out well. No, it didn't. And and I'm and I'm just getting to that, which is the Victor Pascal thing. Yeah. What the fuck was up with the makeup? Like the facial makeup? That was weird. It was like his fa- whole head was bold. The side of his head that got scraped across the ground right. was bulged out like like a... Like a half of his head was bigger. Yeah, and then like they, they had a fake eye, and then it was droopy, and then it wasn't droopy, and then in mm. every scene it changed um, from the first time we see him. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's supposed to be the guide, right? Yeah. So, and and you had mentioned this after we had seen the movie where Victor Pascal's character is just kind of standing there, like I don't know. Uh, yeah. Remember um, me? Didn't I say you shouldn't have done that? Yeah. Don't do that. Well, it, it, it was like. Um, Oh God! What were we watching? It's like watching Seinfeld, where they they act like they care, but they really don't. They're right. like, "No, don't do that." Right? You know, it, it felt kind of almost like that. Yeah, and and that's and that's part of this the story with this. The, Willy Wonka. That's what I was thinking of. Willy Wonka. No, oh well, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh please no. stop. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> drink the chocolate. <laughs> but the the whole. And, and and that's the most frightening part of this book is not it's it's not the cat it's not gauge it's not you know the 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 Baderman story or anything else like that it's it's the fact that Lewis is having these these powerful visions yeah that include Victor Pascal and Victor is guiding him through this thing and he's like don't do this don't do this don't do this and I cuz you know the spirits are saying that you want to do this and it's my job to guide you yeah and victor is you helped me i got to help you kind of thing yeah and, and exactly yeah. and and victor has taken apparently he's taken it upon himself in the spirit world to make sure and he's fucking grisly looking and like you said it would have worked better if they had done it american werewolf yeah, uh, like griffin dunn's character yeah, yeah american werewolf in london yeah, you know, where it, every time they see him, he gets more and more decayed. Progressively rotted. Yeah. Yeah, and then that would have been fucking great. It would have been more horrific that way. Yeah, because it's like he, he because he's making this. Um, uh, oh God, what do you call it? Uh, it's a commitment, but it's detrimental to yourself. Right. You know, sacrifice. He's making the sacrifice to help this guy, knowing that he's supposed to pass on. So right. each time he shows up, he's more and more rotted. Yeah, and they. Yeah. I mean, it, if they can do it in a fucking film from nineteen eighty. 
They yeah. can do it in a film from today. Yeah, and that would have been a cool uh, homage. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I I mean, it, it, it just makes sense to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I mean, he's in the ground rotting anyways, so why not, yeah. why not you know, parallel that with the Victor Pascal thing? Mm-hmm. And then the—but uh, the, uh, uh, going on the opposite end of that, when Ellie dies and she has that droopy eye— That was fucking— well done. And and you know and and the way that she she didn't limp around she walked around and stuff like that but the way that she carried herself mm-hmm. and the the girl that did the acting fucking phenomenal yeah this th- that was the saving grace of this film yeah that and the ambiance the movie had a great ambiance you know creepy but it yeah yeah and then the cat was done with both practical and live effects mostly um, I, I didn't see a lot of CG effects for the cat. No. But the the practical effects, there's nothing you can do. Uh, it's it's they're all going to be the exact same thing. They look like fucking Muppets, mm-hmm. you know. Fine, you know, I can deal with that because they're just trying to tell part of the story. Hey, at least it's not uh, Bradley Cooper holding a fake baby in American Sniper. Correct. <laughs> and and I'm okay with practical effects when it comes to animals and whatnot because there are just some things that uh, it's better. I think it's better that way because. This is not this is not a movie about CG anyways. This is a movie about storytelling, which yeah. they failed on on all fronts, by the way, in my opinion. Um, there was no character growth. It felt like there was little to no passage of time, which we had mentioned. Um, they're just they just went for the major plot points. Intro Judd and Pat, Pet Cemetery, the death of Church, Ellie, then the Indian burial ground, uh, death of Judd and the family's now zombies. They, that's basically what it felt like is that they just wrote down these these you know it's 120 minutes or however long it is yeah and then they threw in that that, that part about you know from the book it's not so even that, two hours it's an so hour and a half yeah yeah and so that the wife's character seemed like she had something to give in the film yeah and that's that's the other part of it so in an hour and a half so uh what is that 60 plus 90 minutes 90 so 100 pages of script yeah. One, two, three, four, five. So there we go. Twenty-five pages each per, per whatever, and yeah. and throw them up against a dartboard and see what sticks. Right. Mm. Um, that in and of itself was not enough to come across as anything worthwhile. Uh, to call this a real pet cemetery movie, this they didn't deviate like great. I mean, they deviated from the story, but. The, this was a Cliff Notes version. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And that's the problem with this movie is when you take shortcuts, you get shit. Yeah. And you can't shit do cuts. that. Yeah. And that's it's like the podcast. We take shortcuts. <laughs> we take shit cuts. <laughs> we take shit cuts. Uh, the soundtrack. There's no tension in the original score whatsoever. There's a scene where he's digging up Ellie. Mm-hmm. And as he's digging up Ellie... I, I sat you're there right, just like right. fucking yeah. going through the motions. I didn't think about that, but you're right because there should have been a musical score there that could have captured the feeling that he must have had while he was doing that. There was more tension in the scene where Tommy Jarvis is digging up Jason in Friday the 13th Part 6 <laughs> yeah. than there was in this movie. Okay. The the, the, the soundtrack, yeah. the lightning, not necessarily, I mean, it started to rain, but you know, the, there's a reason for that and that's, that's um uh, uh, foreshadowing yeah. and whatnot. You know, when he reaches in and he sees Jason and he, and he fucking flinches back. And worms are all in its face. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you're younger and you're watching this or if you've never seen it, you're going to do the same thing because mm-hmm. there's tension there. 
the it, it's it's all it's 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 all in the musical score. Yeah. Um. The when Ellie gets hit by the truck, when she gets thrown by the truck. Yeah, I, I was waiting I, when when the when the when the the back of that truck was sliding across the ground. I was waiting to see a blood fucking trail. Yeah, that's what a blood smear. Yeah, right? and there was nothing. I was like, Give this thing. Yeah, she got, got she got hit and thrown into some trees. Are they really that afraid to show a fucking child being you know? And that's I mean we're we're talking about a Stephen King novel. Yeah. I look. I it's mean, it's an R-rated movie. It's for <laughs> adults to go see. It's yeah, and, and I mean, if you really want to be put off, read fucking it. Oh the, yeah, oh yeah, I know. I've know? read it. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so. I mean yeah. that the the entire story is is just is fucking disturbing. No, very disturbing. And and, and Pet Cemetery is just as disturbing. I have a feeling that when on I, a smaller scale, that one day when I do read this book, and I'm going to read it because I want to read all of Stephen King's books. Because I've only read like ten or maybe ten to twelve. Anyway, Anyways. um, I, I have a feeling that there's going to be so much more depth to the book than there is these movies so well, far. Well, duh. Of course, well, there's going to be well, more hey, depth to the plenty, book. There's times where where a movie captures shit pretty well. I mean, there's not always, yeah. not even in the Harry Potter stuff, and that's fucking and it grabbed a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but you you just can't do that in, in order to tell a story, a book to a, a movie, and the movie is basically just you know a guide yeah you know as opposed to you know yeah, i mean look lord of the rings is fucking 12 hours long extended and you they still had to cut a shitload of stuff out right so uh that's and that's you know when you have the soundtrack and it's not doing enough there's no there's no real tension building in the movie it feels like um the director was just going through the motions yeah. and that is the problem with this movie it it's it's it feels um it's not genuine you know it's it's like they took the idea and said, well, we're going to do this. And this is what I can't stand about directors who have a vision, you know. If you have a vision, do yourself a favor and make an original movie. If you're taking from source material, use the source material. Now, if they had followed closely to the book and changed some things up and, and used Ellie instead of Gage and whatnot, I would have been fine with it. But this movie doesn't, impact anybody based off of the decisions that the directors and writers made making this movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the original movie, was it Ed? I keep Ed 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 Gwynn. Yeah, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Yeah. I always fuck up his Herman name. Munster. Yeah, <laughs> I I, was, I should have just said Herman Munster. He was the judge in uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah, and I mean Wisdom Loser. If you watch the original movie, yeah. It's fucking scarier than this one. Oh yeah, and even the scalpel scene was much better. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and that doesn't take away from Lithgow or anything. Lithgow was pretty good in yeah, this he movie. Was fine. He, yeah, but it's you know, it's it's taking on that Maine accent. He's lived in Maine all his life. He doesn't have a fucking accent. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He, yeah. Because he said that he said that he's been in that house his entire existence. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's. There's a whole lot of problems with this movie. There are very few good things. Yeah. And what they could have done is they could have followed the novel and just switch. If they had switched Gage and Ellie, that's fine, you know. But, the, you know, they they went for the impact first of mm -hmm. the pet cemetery with the kids going to the pet cemetery, you know. And then, and then uh, Lewis. Pique your interest. Yeah, Lewis and Rachel um, having this whole problem, blah, 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 blah. And then you know Lewis, um, uh, uh, Rachel going to the pet cemetery and finding out you know oh this is this isn't good instead of 
you know, judge showing showing them what the pet cemetery is. Yeah. You know, which which is more impactful because now you're foreshadowing, you know, instead of instead of at the beginning of the movie, you have you you've delayed it until, you know, a little bit into the movie. We're like, where the fuck is the pet cemetery? And you get there and, and it's and it's gonna be creepier and you know, he's showing Lewis what's going on because the cat just died. Yeah. Let me bring you to the pet cemetery. Let me show you what it is, mm-hmm. right? And and now and and then you start thinking, well, what else is back there? You know, what else is going on? And then you know, I mean, you could still use the technology, you know, the God Swamp or whatever they want to yeah. call it, and this and that and the other thing. But you could still use the technology like they did in the movie to you know what's what what is really back there in my fucking yard, right? You you can keep that scene in there, but. It plays out much better as as everything goes along, and um, the the whole reason why Rachel starts thinking about her sister before you know it, it wasn't a big deal until they moved into this house. It wasn't a big deal until fucking church got resurrected. Yeah, and then it started to fucking play with them because it's 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 an emotional vampire. It's 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 an energy vampire. Yeah, you know, and what and what it's doing is it's pl- it's preying on you. Yeah. That's what that fucking cat is doing. It's preying on everybody, and then what it does is it's slowly, it, it's slowly letting this energy out that's going to cause problems. So if they don't kill it right away, things will never be the same, and they they'd end up not killing the cat right away, and then obviously the bad things start happening. But yeah, not even the truck fucking hit it when it was walking down the road. Yeah, and and it disappeared. Yeah. But I mean, the, that whole scene where Ellie got hit by the truck was fucking useless. Because why wouldn't she hear the truck? Yeah. You know, in in the book, Gage just runs right out the fucking street. Yeah. Boom. And that was a fucking that was a memorable moment in the movie in the '89 movie. In the book, because it's fucking it's horrendous and yeah. horrific. Yeah, because you can visualize it. And I, I would assume. Yeah. And and in, in this movie, it was just kind of like a tragic accident. Like I was waiting for it to happen. Like, I, uh, like he turns the truck and then the whole thing skips off. Which is, I mean, it would have been better if the none of that worked. And why? You know is I mean, it, physically it didn't. You notice work. it didn't show anyone from the party running over there, right? Also, it made no sense to me. Yeah, and then that that was the other thing is that the party was all about the the family and whatnot, and 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 Judd's wife being there. Like they they substituted the party with Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. None of this movie works on any level. Yeah, the director said that uh, if this film is successful, that he wanted to do a sequel or a prequel, most likely a prequel to show what happened. You know, way beforehand. Why? Because it's never the story's never been delved into before. That's pretty much. But and the movie. Guess what? The movie's made a hundred million worldwide, so it's it's successful. So based on how much of it, made? I can't remember what the budget was on the damn thing. Twenty-one million. So yeah, the movie's made. <laughs> And it's only been out for a few, what, two weeks? So that means, yeah, yeah the movie's successful. Yeah, that's yeah. a bummer. Yeah, and, you know, this guy... Now, you know... Look, I don't know how much control this director had, Well, there's Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmer. I don't know how much, you know, actual creative control they had, but... From a story yeah. by Matt Greenberg. Well, let's look at Matt Greenberg. Okay, let's look him up. Hi, Matt. How are you? We should call this uh, this stuff uh, unplanned oh. stuff. We, call, we should call it on the fly. Well, here, <laughs> here you go. Uh, Ghost Brigade, Children of the Corn Tree, oh, yeah. uh, Mimic, uncredited script revisions, uh, The Prophecy Two, which was a dismal failure, Halloween H Two O, okay, 
co-wrote. He co-wrote with two other people, though. It was based on the Robbers of Pia story, so he co-wrote. So, yeah. uh, The Crow's Salvation. Sucked. Reign of Fire. I, I love Reign of Fire, but it's not a great story. It's 1408. 1408 was, uh, oh, there we go. 1408. No, no. Read two more down. <laughs> Seventh goddamn son. Yeah, this guy's junk. Yeah. So, again, uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, you, you, uh, what did Dennis Widmer, why is his name so familiar? Widmer? Mama, too. Starry Eyes, Holidays. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Postcards from the Future. That's actually supposed to be really good. Throwaway Absence, Identical Dead Sisters, Curtain, Starry Eyes, Holidays, Pet Cemetery. Great. I mean, the poster is scary in the goddamn movie. <laughs> that's a really good poster. I like you're right. Poster. You're right. Definitely. Um, Kevin Kolsch. So Kevin Kolsch also did the same things as Widmer. Okay. So they both worked on the same exact stuff. They worked on Scream, the TV series. They did three episodes, and then that's it. So, oh, that's not a spoiler. I yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, I, I Disney did a lot of a um a lot of um that fake spoilers. That's a huge fucking spoiler right there. I take all that with a grain of salt because they've purposely set out to nope. make things look. That's a spoiler. I'm telling you right now, that's a spoiler. Because okay. I know what happens well, yeah. with this character. Okay. I'm not saying anything into the microphone because don't say anything off the microphone either. I, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But what I'm telling you right now is this picture of mm-hmm. this character is a gigantic fucking spoiler. Hmm. Why would you do that? They you know, well look at when when toys get released too early and then they fucking reveal the you know parts of the movie. You know what I mean? They do it all the goddamn time. Synchrony. Thanks a lot, Synchrony, for fucking up a major spoiler for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> you douchebags. God damn, man. That is so awful. Mm-hmm. Okay, getting back into it. Uh, See, like that picture of the cat? That's fucking good. That's a good, really good. And that's that's live. That's a real, yeah, that's that's a a real fucking cat. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know what? I'm not... I'm not going to fucking shit on this movie. It's it's not fucking Independence Day bad. No. It's not um it's not Poltergeist. Well, yeah, it's not yeah. it's not Poltergeist remake bad. Yeah. It's just not. It just but it's still it's just unnecessary. Yeah, it's you know, it's What do we give Hellboy? Um I believe I think I gave Hellboy like a like a 6. Yeah, see 5 or 6. I I give it like a 5. Or, yeah. You know what? Hellboy I I give Hellboy a 5, 5.5 cuz I liked it, but you know it, it needed the charisma of Del Toro's, and it didn't have it. Yeah, so I give this one a four and a half. Okay, it's not as it's it's. I liked Hellboy. Yeah, uh, I I really liked Hellboy. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was invested in the movie. I was entertained. So I yeah. this one I was not. This one had my attention the whole time, but I I saw problems the whole time I was watching it. Yeah, see, I uh, as soon as. Because as, as, I thought Gage was going to die because I hadn't read any of the in, information about the movie. And as soon as, well. I, the trailers gave away that it was going to be the daughter. So Did it? Yeah. Because you could see I, her. See, I didn't really like, watch it. When she was holding the scalpel. And, That's true. And, and, but, yeah. But, it, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been anybody at that point in time. Um, you're right. But um, I just, No. <laughs> Yeah, um, 
But I will say that the 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 actress who played the daughter, fucking phenomenal, and you can tell that she's going to be something to see when she's you know, you know, going through the going through Hollywood. So right. So yeah, if she's that good at, at this age, which I I mean her character's nine years old. I don't know how she old old she is in real life. She could be fucking twelve. I don't know, but. She's really good. So she she had my attention, and then the makeup with her character, you, like the you know the eyeball thing, and the and just how like uh, gray they made her skin look and stuff. It just like it looked really cool. You you could tell that the soul was gone, man. It, creepier and shit. All right, so um, let's get on to some news, buddy. All right, so the um, remember that when we saw the trailer for the uh, the Tolkien biopic, yeah, starring Nicholas Holt, yeah. um. Well, you know, uh, once again, the the family of the estate of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien or John Ronald Rule um, Tolkien, um, they you really had to do that. Well, yeah, I felt like it because you know, like you know, I can't keep. I don't want to always say the J.R.R. thing because it's annoying. To say R twice in a row. Just and say I just Tolkien. Fucking did it anyway. So um, the family pretty much disavows this new biopic that's coming out with Nicholas Holt, um, which, uh, from what I understand, they've they've disavowed pretty much everything. That's Lord of the Rings related that's come out over the years. So, um, except for, you know, the, the Peter Jackson stuff, I, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I mean, does the movie take a lot of liberties or some shit? I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause we, are we going to see it? Do you want to see it? It's coming out on fucking Netflix. So who cares? This is not coming out on Netflix. This is coming on Fox Searchlight, which I thought that fucking Disney pretty, got rid of Fox Searchlight. Pretty sure that the Tolkien, is it not? No, it says it's well. It says that Fox. Uh, they still haven't had a release date, but they said if Fox Searchlight is releasing it. Just because Fox Searchlight is releasing it doesn't mean that. I thought for sure that the Tolkien thing was going on Netflix, but maybe not. Yeah, it says uh, on the on the website that it's may may uh, it's going to be released, but distributed by Walt Disney Studios. I I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Look when it's coming out. Yeah, uh, May tenth, I think. Yeah, it can suck it. Yeah, cause we got a lot of other shit coming out. At that yeah, time. there's a fucking there's another movie coming out May 10th. I think it starts with a P. Predator. Pokemon. <laughs> Just fucking with you. Uh huh. I I don't really care that the Tolkien family does not approve of the biopic. Who cares? I mean, they don't they don't fucking approve of anything. They don't endorse anything. They didn't like the first. They didn't like the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings ones. They had problems with it. Then they sued because they weren't getting enough money. Yeah. And Christopher Tolkien is a fucking douche, anyways. I mean, he's a real, fu- he's a piece of shit asshole. I'm like, I'm fine. You can, you can honor your father's legacy, but you don't have to be a fucking dick. Yeah. You know, and that's what he is. He's coming across as a complete dick. Um, you know, it was a massive nightmare just to get the Hobbit stuff done. Yeah. Because again, um, they. As Christopher was talking about it, he said something along the lines of, you know, there will never be another Lord of the Rings movie, blah, 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 because they can never get it right and this and that. Well, look, you know, you're not asking them to get it right. They just want to make movies off this stuff. And if you don't want them to make if you don't want to make money off of this stuff for your for your children's children. Yeah. You know, you're the problem. It's okay to exploit this stuff, you know. Within reason. Yeah, I mean, if you you're that worried about it, oversee some shit and make sure it gets done properly. Or, or even better, if you're that worried about it, stop publishing the books and take it all back. And whatever's out there, and you know, whatever's out there is out there, and that's that. Yeah. See, you can't have it both ways. You can't make money off of publishing books. 
you and, and this and that and expect the books to sell well. Well, how old does uh, Lord of the Rings have to be before it becomes public domain? Uh, it will never become public domain. No? No. Hmm. Um, but it, um, uh, 75 years. But again, I mean, if they if they revise it or or there is also a, a, a they can do it for another twenty five years, so for a total of a hundred years um, from first publish. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly copyright stuff. What I'm what I'm saying is this: if if you're so against all this stuff happening, then stop publishing the books. Oh, but you don't want to stop publishing the books because then you'll just you'll stop making money. Yeah. So that doesn't work. And then you have such a problem with the fucking movies being made because they aren't true to your father's vision or they aren't true to this. Well, then make your own movie and see how hard how hard it is. Can't keep everybody happy, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it just comes down to um, uh, we're one of the most epic undertakings, blah, blah, blah. It's certainly not uncommon for a family of a biopic subject to be critical of film. In the, this case... Uh, Nobody in the Tolkien family has actually seen the movie. They're not criticizing the movie or any particular element. That's not the point of the statement. Instead, this appears to be a preemptive move. Um, the family doesn't want there to be any confusion surrounding how the film was made. Nobody from the Tolkien family was consulted or gave approval to have the movie made in the first place, and the family is simply putting the fact on record now. Uh, tells the story as the author. It's un- quite certainly understandable that the family of Tolkien... Uh, would want to be sure to tell the world they were not involved in the new film in any way. It would be easy for some to make assumptions that they were, that they were. Many who never hear of this statement will likely just do that. Well, what the fuck is the statement? That's it. Their statement is they do not approve of. Okay, so it's just unauthorized. <laughs> yeah, it's equally possible that the movie would turn out to be a good one, even if it does play fast and loose with the truth. Uh, if the movie changes things Don't drastically. In a way that the family doesn't like, we'll hear from the family about that. The family of Don Shirley made their problems with the Oscar-winning film Green Book known as they felt the movie was inaccurate in some respects, and that's as f- that's far from the first time such a thing has happened. Okay, well, thanks, Cinema Blend, for nothing. <laughs> Does not endorse. All right, whatever. All right. Uh, so Roman Polanski is suing uh, the, the Academy of uh, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, yeah. which is the Oscars, because they kicked him off. You're a pedophile and a raper. Fuck off. Yeah, and he's gotten away with it forever. Yeah. For, for what? Over oh, five, five decades or four decades, whatever, you know? So Since 1980. Yeah. Let's just call it 1980. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, they, they kicked him out under uh, unfair uh, practices or some shit like Fuck that. Fuck him. <laughs> he, he literally fled the country to escape per- prosecution. And went to Europe. He he lived in a country that didn't have extradition, extradition, extradition. extradition. <laughs> he, that didn't have any extradition to the United States. President Bush. So uh, yeah, extradition. <laughs> um, he got any of them. Let me tell you, he went to a country where they didn't have any extradition. Anyways, or um, walls, or walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and he expects us, he, he expects people to be okay with that. I mean, I know that fucking Hollywood is all up in his ass about how great he is, but he's not. He's not a great person. No. Great director, but he's not a great person. No. And when you fucking flee and then you have your lawyers put words into your mouth saying, oh, he's done his time. Yeah. He did the crime. He did his time. Hey, the guy who made the X-Men. You fucking fled America. The guy who made the a lot of the X-Men movies. He's made some good movies over the years, but that doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't. 
and it looks like Hollywood's starting to clean house. Yeah, good. Kind of. Well, you know, fuck. I mean, yeah. And hopefully, I mean, and hopefully it doesn't stay trendy, and it actually will. It <laughs> becomes like a just a. It becomes a, a normal thing to 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 get rid of these fucking people. Fuck him. So yeah, fuck Roman Polanski. <laughs> All right, so you never heard of the the Mouse Guard movie that was being made by Fox, huh? I I I read something briefly about it, but nothing. It's a best-selling Eisner and Harvey Award-winning comic book uh, in the world of Mouse Guard. My struggle to live safely and prosper among harsh conditions and a host of predators. It sounds like the secret of Nim. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, um, tw- Fox was going to uh, spend 170 million dollars on a live-action uh, adaptation that was going to have motion capture, uh-huh. where it's set in a um, a human-free medieval world. That's uh, it's about a group of mice who have sworn to protect their brethren from predators and other threats. Right. Yeah, it's actually a trailer for it. We'll yeah. see the trailer. Andy Serkis, Idris Elba, were on board. Here you go. Mice struggle to live safely and prosper among all of the world's harsh conditions and predators. The Mouse Guard, a selfless group of cloaked mice, keep the common mouse safe from predators, weather, and the wilderness. They patrol the mouse territories to allow mouse civilization not just to survive, but thrive. It matters not what you fight. But what you fight for. That was the trailer for uh, Mouse Guard, the book series. Um, I find the art to be pretty cool. Yeah. But anyways, that's um, it's it, it 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 feels like it's a secret of Nim take. You know. Yeah, filming was uh, going to begin in a couple weeks. On the on the movie and uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, Matt Reeves was a producer, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, they're they're free to go uh, shop it around somewhere else, you know. To, to um, and then uh, Weta was going to be providing the digital effects. Hmm. So, um, so the 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 uh, rumor is on this on the Dark Horizons article is that the uh, Disney didn't want to have films, a film that was too similar to what they're already doing with the Lion King live action and the Jungle Book they already did. Right. So, I, I you know, I don't know. I mean, these they they know how to make fucking money. So I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I never even heard of the Mouse Guard until I read the fucking article. <laughs> they're allowed. They're allowing the producers to shop the project to other studios. Yeah. So I, you know, that's a it is whatever. So, all right. And then uh, Kathleen Kennedy was asked about. Um, about Star Wars uh, or Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, you uh, you played the game, didn't you? Uh huh. And and so she said that um, in one way or another, one form or another, um, that uh, something will be done. There will be an adaptation of Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, um, it's rumored that there the guys from the Game of Thrones that have been hired by Disney or Lucasfilm are. Um, uh, that's what that that's what the project is. Yeah. So, anyways. So yeah, they're um you know Lucasfilm. She's uh, Kathleen Kennedy is running Lucasfilm, so she's the chief. God, I wonder how many things her name is on. Tons. We've Holy shit. Like Gail Ann Hurd, you know, she's on so much shit since the eighties. All that matters is E. T. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You can just retire on Jurassic that. Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got Spielberg money, baby. 
God. So, yeah, she pretty much said in an interview um, with an MTV reporter that, uh, you know, we talk about the uh, Knights of the Old Republic all the time. Yes, we are developing something to look at. Right now, I have no idea what they are um, or where, where things might fall, but we have to be careful that there is a cadence to Star Wars that doesn't start to feel like too much. We don't have a crystal ball, and we tried to do a little bit with Solo to see if we could do two movies a year and whether or not there was really an opportunity for that. And we felt that there's not going to be, that that's not going to work. So we back off of that a little bit. But it doesn't mean we don't think about lots of different stories because that's the exciting thing about this universe. So she's, you know, they, they're they planning shit out, but apparently they don't want to overcram the Star Wars shit because... Right. They just do one a year and go from there. Yeah. So whatever works, man. Um, and then uh, I, I just always want to hear you talk shit about this person. That's why I wanted to bring it up. But Lorraine Warren died. Fuck her. At the age of 92. So she, she got to enjoy some of that conjuring money before she passed. I, I saw this on, it was on uh, on Facebook on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Sci-Fi had posted it and everybody's like, oh, she, now she can see what really is going on from the other side. And, you know, everybody's like, rest in peace. And she was so wonderful. And then there's, and, and I'm just, I'm, I'm going through it. And I'm just like, she's a fucking fraud. Yeah. And some guy goes, she's a fucking fraud. You know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you. Somebody said it, and there, and then like a, like a bunch of people had like, no, she's not. You don't know what you're talking about. And he literally posted all these fucking links. Yeah, you know about how the Warrens are complete fucking frauds, and oh, you know, touch the Annabelle dog. Don't do this. And uh, what does Annabelle think? And it's like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That. And then I realized that yelling at my screen is not going to do anything, and uh, and. Uh, Look, you know, people are going to believe what they want to believe, so that's cool. Yeah, pretty much. Live I mean, and let live, you know. So I, she's a fraudster, but if you if you liked her, if you liked the movies, you know, more power to you. I look. I I purposely have not watched the Annabelle films. I don't want to. I've I've watched Amityville. I didn't realize it was young at the time. I didn't realize that the Warrens were involved with the Amityville shit. Yeah. So. And I, I I saw the Nun at the drive-in twice because <laughs> I was there, you know, for the. But uh, and that movie sucked. But The Conjuring 1 and 2 are well-done movies. I thought you liked The Nun. No, The Nun was fucking horrible, dude. It was, it had one scene that was fucking creepier and shit, and that was it. The rest of the movie was predictable and pathetic and jump scares all over the place that don't work unless you're a fucking teenager. Oh, okay. You know, so, um, no, The Nun fucking is horrible. And, of course, they're making a sequel to it because it was successful. So, right. So, I'm, I want none of that. Uh Swamp thing, and then yeah, 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 swamp with iron. Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't know you were finished. You make my swamp sing. In unexpected news, production has reportedly been shut down early on the DC Universe original series Swamp Thing, a halt coming amidst talk of some major behind-the-scenes turmoil at the boutique streamer, which only launched last October. Star News Online and WECT broke news that the series was prematurely closing up shop with cast and crew members reportedly caught by surprise getting news of the changes during filming last week. The reaction uh, last week being whatever, the the Tuesday before the 23rd, so fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Seven days ago, 16th. The reaction on the set was apparently one of shock. The series was expected to to film a 13-episode run through May up to its scheduled premiere date on May 31st. The local outlet also reports that crew members were told the project would wrap production on episode 10. In fact, the playlist uh, adds that the 10th episode will be rewritten as the final episode, providing a satisfying conclusion for the series 
and turning what was all set to be an ongoing series into a limited event. Several more days of reshoots are also expected, blah, blah, blah. One of the show's cast, uh, Virginia Madsen, has spoken about the shutdown and now deleted social media posts indicating the decision came from the higher-ups. <coughs> or rather those who have never set foot in the swamp, as she put it. With the shuttering of the show, however, has raised questions as not to not the fu- just the future of the series, but the DC Universe streaming service itself. As the latter outlet says, Warners is tightening the purse strings as, as it decides the fate of the niche service, which some expect will see its existing content folded into Warners' own planned streaming service to launch early in 2020. As expected... They have issued a statement. We're all fine. Nothing to see here uh, <laughs> in response to Slash Film. Despite the issues, it's not expected to have an impact on the second season of Titan, the animated Harley Quinn series, or the upcoming Stargirl series. <coughs> <coughs> and I just want to point something out. What do all three of those series have in common? They're all CW shit. Except no. <laughs> what? They're, they're on the streaming service. We didn't. There was no mention of CW there. What do all three of those series have in common? They're on streaming service. <sighs> Strong female character. Mm-hmm. Raven, Starfire, Stargirl, Harley Quinn. But you throw in the Swamp Thing and, oh, we don't want to do the Swamp Thing. No. What if they had a, a non-white guy play the role? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> what if, what if you, you can't tell if it's a non-white guy or a white guy or not. Well, hey, well, why don't they make him transgender because he's already going to play trans species? Stop it. I was next. It wasn't an intentional pun, but it was kind of. It was already there. (laughs) Stop trying so hard. Oh, shut up! All right. Um, the Dark Phoenix trailer. The final one came out. Fuck it. And I just, I don't think I've ever had a lack of enthusiasm for an X Men film as much as I have for this one. Every trailer that comes out, it gets worse, and. The movie overall doesn't look like a bad movie, but it I don't care. I I I just want them to fucking end it, man. I just end it. You know, I, why are they redoing what's already was done? And you know, I, well, I know it's a shitty movie, but <laughs> you know, well, um, in X Men: The Last Stand with the Dark Phoenix character, and then you know, which she was partially introduced in X Men Two: X Men United, but uh, I I just no, sorry, I I if, wasn't she introduced in the first one. Well, I mean, Jean Grey was, but not Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is Jean Grey. The Phoenix, I, I mean, the Phoenix storyline, the Phoenix itself. The Phoenix doesn't start showing itself until um, the second X-Men film. And then, you know, of course, then all of a sudden she comes back to life and kills Cyclops, which was fucking stupid at the beginning of Last Stand, um, which got retconned. But anyway, uh, anyway, I, I just, this movie's coming out um, on June 7th, and there's part of me that really, there's a strong part of me that kind of wishes, I hope, I, I haven't looked at the, the dates, but I hope I hope there's something else more interesting coming out on June 7th, because I, I, I don't want to see Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I'm not interested. You know, this looks like it might even be more boring, more boring than fucking Apocalypse, so. All right, um, the, uh, this, the final trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters came out, and uh, I know you haven't watched it, and that's fine. I'm not going to watch um, it. I'd say over half of the stuff from the trailer, it's already been shown in the other ones. Um, and the only thing that I, I noticed that was interesting was they mentioned that Ghidorah is an an alpha monster. So pretty much all the monsters are... King ta- Ghidorah? Yeah, yeah, pretty much taking his lead. So if he's attacking everything and destroying everything, that's why all the other monsters are as well. So they got to use you know Godzilla, blah, 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 to you know, 
save the day and you know rain everybody in so uh it, it looks i mean it looks fucking good man it, it, it looks you know uh, it's gonna be summer fun you know it still always looks better than pacific fucking rim uh there was a new trailer for a film i didn't even know existed called gemini man which is uh directed by ang lee and stars will smith and he is a he's a hitman on the end of his run and all of a sudden he encounters a 25 year younger version of himself oh that sounds familiar <coughs> and apparently the film has been um in production in one way or another for over 25 years okay so i didn't know if you're going to want to watch the trailer or not but i've got problems with the trailer which we'll talk about after you, if after you put it on cuz you'll i'm pretty sure you'll have the same problems i got what is the name of it? Uh, Gemini Man, which is coming out on October 4th. If I look up Gemini Man, why am I getting a Disney's Aladdin trailer? Oh, that's, Fuck a, off. that's their ad at the top. That's why. Writing's not that easy. Is it? Grammarly. You said you're looking up movies, so mm-hmm. I, why, don't you, why don't you come see Aladdin? What, why don't you give me the fucking trailer for Star Wars? I mean, based on your search history, I, right, that would be smart. To to you oh, because Will right Smith now, is in it. Yeah. World premiere of the Gemini Man trailer. We're on set. The movie's not even done yet. That's how hot. It's so hot that we're going to like <coughs> show you the trailer before the movie. That's hot. Oh, that was a good shot with the sun in the background. The technology on this movie is is crazy. I want y'all to see this. Check it out. Not World yet. premiere. You saw it here first. Trailer Gemini Man. Haven't seen it. Tell me something. Why is it so hard for you to kill this man? He knew every move of mine before I made it. I'd have him right there. Take the shot. And he'd be gone like a ghost. Who is he? as good as you he is you 25 years ago they made you from me they chose me because there's never been anybody like me we have to end this right now you have all of his gifts without his pain you made a person out of another person then you sent me to kill him choice to do this to me this thing that you're struggling with is fear embrace it and then overcome it of all the people in the world to come after me why would he send you I don't know, dude. That actually looks pretty fucking good. Does that look good to you? It, it looked I, the trailer looked cheap to me. And I, look, it's Ang Lee, so I'm pretty sure he it's going to be a good movie. I just think it's a bad trailer, but it just it, it look. How could it look? How did it look cheap to you? It, well, for one, the um, the de aging visuals look fucking bad. Um, no, they don't. And uh, they look cartoony to me. 
and in in like the first maybe the first one or two scenes, mm-hmm. but uh, for the most part, like that last scene where he turns and looks, or where he's standing there talking to him, the the scene where he's like, he knew all my moves. Yeah, that's what I I can understand why you say that. Mm-hmm. But after that, it seems like they've gotten better. But they're not done with the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I'm going to give it leeway because of that. You know, they're not finished making it, and then you, Ang Lee's on there. So um, Ang Lee, I don't, I don't know if Ang Lee's ever made a bad movie because even his Hulk movie's good. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So I, um, it, it comes out in October, man. So maybe we'll see it. Hopefully, a, a better, you know, a more uh, detailed trailer comes out. You know, with finished uh, visuals and shit. All right, um, and then lastly, or well, yeah, lastly, the uh, child child's play full trailer came out. Yeah, and that one, you know what? Look, I, I I'm not huge on remakes of slasher films, but this has got some it's got some interesting shit in it, you know. And then you get to hear uh, you get to hear uh, the oh my god, I almost said Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Mark Hamill's voice as a as a, as a new Chucky, which uh, the new Chucky kind of looks like uh, Ruby Rose. <laughs> <laughs> with that fucking hair and those big eyes. Oh, great. So, I didn't I I didn't know if you were going to put that on or not if you wanted to see it cuz I, I thought you would I would assume that you'd want to hear Mark Hamill's voice as Chucky. Are are you, are you tired? Sleepy. Is this it? Uh that should be. Yeah. Wait. It should be the new one. So, um look up a it could be this uh should be trailer 2. What what part of pause doesn't this fucking understand? This ain't the new one. I, I don't think that's the new one, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that one's already got 15 million views. For God's sakes. Yes, yeah, that's, that's like kind of like the teaser trailer. I got mine off of Dark Horizons. There you go. <laughs> Fucking trailer for a trailer. Shazam. But this was supposed to be a new start for us, remember? You said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Kazlan products and smart home devices. Introducing your new best friend. That voice reminded me of an episode of um, the animated series of Batman. Um, I think it, it was the Toy Maker. Did did Hamill do the voice for the Toy Maker? No, that was something else. Have you heard Mark Hamill's Im- impression of fucking Harrison Ford? I'm, I'm about to. It's <laughs> a very famous photo, and, and I wanted to bring it out because I it just is so. I know it's four minutes, but much fun you guys are having and. 
What was, you know, what was it like working with, again, because it was the a beginning for all of you, what was it like working with young Harrison Ford? Oh, my gosh. Well, the thing is, he walked on. George likes to cast people that are so close to what he wants, he doesn't have to really get in there and give you a lot of direction. Yeah. So Harrison walks in, and he's just too cool for school. <laughs> I mean, I just, instant idolization, you know. Carrie was funny and witty and adorable. Uh, and we just we just immediately hit it off. It was, it, it was perfect. And Harrison had a really firm grasp, of, like the overview. I think he'd make a really good director if he weren't so lazy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll edit that out later. But uh, for instance, we were doing the scene where it was right after we got out of the trash compactor. We hadn't filmed that scene yet. And I'm looking in continuity, and I said, well, wait a second, this is right after we got out of the trash compactor. Shouldn't my hair be all wet and matted with schmutz all through it? Schmutz. And he turns to me and says, hey, kid, ain't that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> if people are looking at your hair, we're all in big trouble. <laughs> and I, That's a fucking great impression. That That is... That is, that, 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 I mean, he's a performance actor, man. There you go. Hey, kid. <laughs> That's funny. That is good. So, I just wanted to play that anyways. <laughs> All right. So, uh, of <laughs> course, the next film we will be talking about on the show is going to be Avengers Endgame. Yep. And uh, expectations are high, of course. Yep. And they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. And we only have to spend a few. Yep. So, we'll let you know how it is. Just like the rest of the fucking world will. Yep. <laughs> so stay tuned, my friends. All right. All right. All right. So uh, catch you on the flip side. Sure. All right. That's from, that's from Boondock Saints, by the way. Rocco.